0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Milena Barry. Milena Barry is the co-founder and CEO of Power to Fly, the fastest growing global platform dedicated to fast tracking economic equity by upskilling and connecting underrepresented talent to roles in highly visible sectors. Milena is on a mission to partner with top 100 brands to bring them a slew of diversity solutions provided through the Power to Fly platform. Milena was born in Bulgaria and moved to New York City a week before September 11th to pursue a master's at ITP New York University. Prior to co-founding Power to Fly, Milena has contributed to numerous startups and had a blast being the CTO at Avaz.org, where she oversaw the technology to support growth to over 30 million members. Milena is a frequent commentator on how companies can diversify their teams, especially in tech. Her work for Power to Fly has been recognized in Business Insider, and she was named Fast Company's most creative people in business in 2015. Her biggest accomplishments are her four children who constantly push her to rethink what work-life balance means. Well, good afternoon, Elena. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian. Lovely to be here.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you jumping on. We, again, we talked about this before we hit record, but do traverse quite a few states around the country, North America and beyond, as you know, 50 countries now. So just love getting up and meeting new people. So I appreciate your time. We're going to jump right into these questions, Milena. You've got quite the career in marketing, technology, robotics, an instructor, and now you're the co-founder and CEO of Power to Fly. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Yeah, thank you. It's a great question. And it's funny because career trajectories never make sense. When you're thinking of them ahead of time, it's hard to plan ahead. And then when you look retroactively, it don't make sense. And one step led to the other, if I think about it. But the one common theme when I sat down and reflected on this question is that I have always pushed myself and I so always challenge myself. And and I have always been so keen on learning. So when I was lucky enough to land a CTO role, I was very, very new in the tech world, period. So there was so much to learn that got me up every morning. I would check my phone before brushing my teeth. I was so excited to learn and work so hard as a result, right? And and it was the same thing when I later on decided to co-found of Why and started my journey as a CEO. Now I have a 10-year ten tenure doing this, but there was time when I had zero. <laughs> and so that's definitely one of the themes in my career of challenging myself and always wanting to learn.
0: That's awesome. The biggest, I would say, theme around this podcast from all the guests that I've talked to here is is curiosity, right? Willing to learn, mm-hmm. jump in, And having some passion. And again, I think that's kind of the magic sauce or at least the major ingredients of the magic sauce for people that do what they do and make the world a better place. So thank you for sharing that. Milena, you're very passionate about everything you do. We just mentioned that a little bit. Can you tell us where this passion was first ignited?
1: Yeah. So I think it's always been there with me in many ways. If I really think back through my childhood and some of the early signs of entrepreneurship that I had when I was 12 years old or 14 years old growing up in communist Bulgaria. But for me, things really crystallized about 10 years ago, the year that I really co-founded Power to Fly. And it was the same year that Red Burns, who was the founder of an amazing program at NYU called Interactive Telecommunications Program, passed away at the age of 80 something. And I had gone to that program. That was the program that got me to arrive in the U.S. and really change my life and gave me a lot of opportunities. I had graduated about 10 years prior to that. So 20 years ago, right? <laughs> I'm dating myself. And, and it was really amazing for me to reflect on, okay, my life has not been easy, right? The immigrant, queer, mother in tech path I was on. But no matter that it hadn't been easy, I had also been so lucky and I had so many people paid forward and invest in me. And it was time I felt it was time to start giving back and to start thinking, how am I going to contribute to the wider God and to the bigger social mission? And how can I help others who, who are on a similar journey? And I and also watching all the conflict in the world transpire this week is an example, but also 10 years ago, still like very messed up world. Lots of people displaced by war lots of coffee around the world. And I felt that connecting folks to jobs is one way to help folks out in a hard situation, right? Like you can really change somebody's life. The best way to transform a society is by creating sustainable jobs. It's not by giving handouts or like that's not sustainable change. That's aid in the moment. Uh, when people are desperate, but to actually have sustainable change, you need to think about jobs. So that's what really started the inspiration around Power to Fly. My own journey as a woman in tech, actually finding work-life balance in the workplace and staying and growing a career, right, which I know is the outlier, and then realizing that companies lack diversity and they just needed a little help to know how to connect with underrepresented talent, how to retain them once they're there, right? And so that's why Power to Fly was born to really help organizations attract, hire, retain, and grow diverse talent.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. Love the story. This podcast is all about, I think all podcasts are about stories, but appreciate you telling us your journey, how you got there. And really that passion, as I mentioned, was first ignited and passion is so contagious. such a great thing. And I'm glad that you are inspiring and helping others. Love your mission. Thank you so much. Milena, your Power to Fly opportunities continue to grow and flourish. Can you share a couple of examples where you've helped women overcome a challenge or maybe completely change their career?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I'll say is that Power to Fly is actually focused on all underrepresented talent, not only women. It's something to keep in mind as you think about uh, our community and, and, you know, who you can find on Power to Fly. My favorite stories are always coming in through all of our channels. We have a channel called Warm Fuzzy, feedback on Slack, and it's just wonderful to see our community reap the benefit of this organization that we've created. And to give you an idea, right, folks can be really feeling lost in the black hole of applicant tracking systems in organizations because they never hear back. Like the recruiting process really is very broken, the traditional recruiting process. of an applicant applies to their job, the lens of an organization, Like people who applied on job boards almost never hear back from the company, right? Like it's such an unlikely recruiting channel now. And vice versa, by the way, for companies who end up spending most of their time getting applicants from their inbound applicants, they don't get the qualified applicants they're looking for. So most of the time, the highest netting effort in terms of recruiting ROI is the outbound efforts that they're doing. And that becomes particularly more important for underrepresented talent. But what ends up happening because of this model that we have that we've worked out, talent can actually go and meet with companies in our virtual career fairs, in our summits, in our dedicated events. They can go and visit what we call chat and learns, which are interactive sessions. We're meeting a company executive and learning from that, right? Back on that, like folks want to be learning. It's part of their career journey. PowerPuy is very infused with the learning. And again, we created connective tissue, which is how we really broker these connections that end up resulting in job opportunities. And we also do a lot of upskilling. And in mean some of our offerings, we're also very hands-on in, in negotiation and, and specific job offers. And I still remember a developer getting a 75% raise by working with PowerDupply from one job to the next. And so those are the stories when it becomes so tangible and so real, what we're talking about. When we're talking about that gross salary equivalent of the jobs that Power to Fly has brokered to filling. That's when, you, you know, our impact can get measured in the billions, right? Hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And we talk a lot about going that extra mile here on the podcast, that customer experience. And what I love what you do is you really take. The computer or the machine out of these ATS, right? For these job applicant systems that are so automated now. And you're actually doing that hand holding and bringing that human touch back, which is so awesome. That's the best way to do it, right? I think we need the machines, obviously, but we need to do a better job. And I appreciate what you're doing out there to make things better. Milena. Last question of the day, we're a tech podcast and platform, and we like to ask every guest if you're leveraging any of that new or emerging technologies in your business. And if not, maybe there's a cool tool or app you found useful you might share with us.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I'm really excited about AI in general, Gen AI, Gen AI in specific. I think we're leveraging our our news product that we just launched uh, actually is allowing companies to search for underrepresented talent, depending on whatever their goals are. So if they are lacking entry level Asian folks, they can search for that. If they're lacking white males above 50, they can search for that. Right. And so it is really a specific tool that that allows you to target folks based on their identity. And we definitely use AI for multiple parts of that application. And also in terms of the, just the recruiting workflow, getting completely disrupted by Gen AI, I think there's just so many tasks that recruiters do that can be automated or semi-automated or made easier, including content creation, right? Like recruiters are like sales folks. They need to write content. Just like a salesperson, or business developer represent people who would ride their cadence, the recruiter needs to write a cadence. They need to also explain why this job is the right fit for this candidate that they're reaching out to. All of this can be made a lot faster and a lot better with this new gen AI technologies that are, that are happening this year. And it's a fascinating time for HR tech. I think we're finally getting. We're finally arriving to the agenda of of tech transformation, right? HR, I feel like every other department went first, but it is it's a really exciting time in HR tech and and the consolidations of enterprise software that we're going to see in the next three years and the robustness of the features that we have is going to be really cool. And it's just a super fun time to be in HR tech.
0: Thank you. And you're absolutely right. We need to take advantage of especially conversational generative AI right now. But again, and you know this, let's keep that human touch in there. It's such such a great thing to touch the world, human human. And obviously, let's let the machines do the boring, mundane stuff, stuff that doesn't require that human interaction. Melena, thank you so much for being on today. It was such a pleasure. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian.
0: Bye for now.